Hello and welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I am called John Cronshaw and the other person who's about to speak is called Colin Cox. How are you, Colin Cox? I'm um, reasonable, thank you, John. We've just watched Series 1, Episode 3 of The Glow. We're continuing our glow watching Quest. Yeah. Let's call it a quest. quest. Let's call it a quest. That's a good one. I like it. This was an interesting episode. Oh, <laughs> I quite like this one. This was amusing to me. We had Sam. You remember Sam, don't you? I do. He, um, he looks a lot like my dad, but yeah. with a moustache and not quite as ill-looking. We had Sam, a typewriter. Old school. It's because it was the 80s. Yes. He was writing a genius script. He was loving himself when he was writing. Is that, is that what you're like? I found this completely unbelievable because when I write, I think, oh my God, this is the biggest pile of shit I've ever done. You just have the crippling self-doubt and self-flagellation and then the tears and then more tears and then the tantrums. And then, and then you think, fuck it, I'll put it on Amazon anyway. And then you just think, oh, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's with the gods now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. So, yeah, completely took me out of the story that day. <laughs> <laughs> so his ex turns up and she wants her dog back and he, he gives her this bit of like story about how the dog's dead and that he's got the number of the woman who ran over the dog so if she wants to go and cry to her instead she's more than welcome and then the dog barks who would have thought that was coming <laughs> mind you um, given what happened in last week's episode I think anything was possible yeah, so we get we get the dogs alive, and he then goes off about, oh, you can you can take my dog, but you know you can't take me, you can't take my soul. And she's like, oh, you need to be in an asylum. He's like, yeah, you'd love that, wouldn't you? So you could tie me up and and castrate my balls, and you know I've got balls that you can't get to, and that's my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest ball is his mind. That's what he says. <laughs> so <laughs> that I can agree with. Yeah. It does sometimes feel like I am smashing my nuts trying to write. Between so, two bricks. We get him arriving at the wrestling ring. Play. We need a name for it. What is it? The studio. It's not really a studio, is it? It's like a practice the, warehouse. The performance centre. The performance centre. Yes. <laughs> We're introduced to Dash. How would you describe Dash? He um, was a dashing cunt. <laughs> Um, I mean, as the story develops, you see his um, hideous house with his hideous art and his robot and his drug <laughs> and his butler and his helicopter. So do his butler's name? I, I do not. Florian. Florian, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but he, uh, um, he is uh, an absolute cretin of a man. Yeah. Do you remember what Dash is short for as well? No. Oh man, these are great. These are great little character details. Dash is short for Sebastian. Oh, of course. <laughs> why, <laughs> why did I, why did I miss that out? Crap wing aims and everything, and yeah, Dash Sebastian. It was always there. Makes sense when you think about it and mess around with the letters and stuff. I mean, so, isn't, isn't John short for Alan? Yeah, or Nod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shut up not just then that's my name really yeah so basically Dash is the producer he's paying for it he wants a wrestling show and 
Sam brings his script, which is set in the future. And it's basically the setup for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, dystopian future where most men have been wiped out and there's a bit of a fight over virulent men. And that's, that's the story of this wrestling show is the women fight for domination to be impregnated. So that's good. Isn't that like episode 10 of one wrestlers act or something as well? I think it's, I think it might be episode three, actually. I think I did it with Scott. So that was a while ago now. God knows how long we've been doing this podcast to then look, then look at the feed or listen. <laughs> well, Anything we've yeah. done. We just put it out there for the gods. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically my whole philosophy on writing, as we've already covered. Um, so, yeah, so they do, do the reading of Sam's script. Ruth is, I think it goes with the thing of Sam continuing to be a dictator. He's like, I've got a perfect thing for you. You can read the stage directions. But she throws herself uh, she, into she it. Did, and she did, and she's very enthusiastic. She wants the job. So she reads the stage directions, and we get, as I say, this future setting which is setting bunkers and dystopian and all this dash you know dash mentioned him earlier guy rich guy money mark short for sebastian Mm -hmm. how would you describe him confused maybe (laughs) baffled and baffled befuddled that's a good word that is yeah that's the word i was looking for so we get introduced to all the stupid characters and i don't know they've they've got like almost goddess names and things like that and then there's another character. Ruth gets a character name, doesn't she? She does. And it's, it's amazing. Kunta. Sorry, no. Kunta. <laughs> Everyone's pronouncing it Kunta, but um, what's his face? What's he called? The director. Sam. Sam. Yeah, keeps correcting him, saying, no, it's Kunta. Yeah, so she's Kunta, and she's some kind of goddess thing as well. And there's stuff about, oh, what is it, like womb rooms and just crazy symbolism and stuff. And we get the impression that Dash is not a fan. Dash, he, um, he just doesn't know any better. I, I, I wanted to see this made. It's basically what Lucha Underground was, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But um, instead of having conflict, Dash, he suggests a party at his Malibu house. And so he takes Debbie in a helicopter and the others go in a limo, apart from um, Ruth, who travels with, what's she called? The one who looks like hamster? That one? I don't know. I just call her the, um, the, ni- legacy, the nice large the legacy lady. One. Yeah, the legacy one. Cherry. Remember Cherry? She's the trainer. She's pissed off that she didn't get a character in this yeah. weird... Well, she, she describes it as a space opera. And Sam rightly corrects her and tells her it's like know, some kind of future dystopian, post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear something or other. And would you agree with that um, as someone who's written um, dystopian stuff? Yeah, it, it's not space opera at all. Yeah, no, he's, he's spot on. So. <laughs> and the goth girl, the little goth girl who's about 15, she loves the script. And she says it's his best work since... Uh, was it Blood Disco, I want to say? Blood Disco <laughs> and, um, oh, what was the other one? Oedipussy. Oedipussy, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they must have had some fun just brainstorming dumb <laughs> B-movie names. Oh, he got, he, well, it's later in the thing, actually, but he 
he does come out with a great line of like, what do you know about filmmaking? I've got two films that I studied in college. (laughs) (laughs) And he said as well, I've made eight films. We realise this goth girl is probably a bit of a stalker type and she's a bit of a fangirl for Sam's films. That's good for Sam. Yeah, yeah. She she does read a lot into his stuff. And then they go to the party and we see a robot that serves drugs for some reason. Well, it's an 80s guy who's got more money than sense. Did you like the backstory of how he got his wealth? Uh, remind me. Now that he's, his parents are basically... Um, do tinned foods. <laughs> I think they're basically like a Heinz family. Yeah. family. I was like it in, um, in Frasier when you find out how Maris got her money and how Niles is able to use it as a bargaining point when they're getting divorced. Do you remember? I don't remember. Well, they for years she was saying that it all came from um, from Timber and that the family were timber barons. It turned out they created urinal cakes. Urinal cakes, nice. I know, and I just love the idea of that, and it this reminded me of it. You can still eat urinal cakes, though, can't you, with your gluten stuff? Yeah, 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 they're gluten-free. <laughs> just checking. Take, taste of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> and piss. Well, the way I've eaten them. But yeah, so you get Debbie and Ruth. Remember Debbie? Yep. Yeah. Remember why she's pissed off at Ruth? Um, I do. Uh, sorry, another thought's just come come back into my mind about urinal cakes. Do you deliberately aim for them when you go for a wee? Yeah, because you don't really get cigarettes anymore, so, yeah. So, all right, that's try, fine. Try and move them around a bit. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't around. just being weird. <laughs> <laughs> now Ruth, pissed yeah. off. Um, Debbie, pissed off at Ruth. Ruth is the home wrecker. Yeah. She wrecks her home. Uh, so they're at a drinks table. And uh, she tries to strike up a conversation, and Debbie is just, I can't remember what she says, but she's she's having none of it, and she basically says, look, if you come near me, then I might just break your face off. Yeah, she basically said, we're not cool. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. This is where we have the talk with Dash and Sam. This is a bit with the stuff with, you know, talking about how great his films are. Mm. And this is just after, you know, he's been told how great his films are by his goth stalker girl um, he says that basically that he needs to simplify and so then we get a costume bit <laughs> it's, it's like yeah there's he's he says something like one thing about my parties is i've got a room upstairs that's just full of costumes <laughs> go and have fun and that's why his um, parties are so legendary apparently apparently he's got a robot and drugs yeah so. i mean to be that fair i'd like to know one of his parties yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you? I'd like to go in his helicopter. Well, yeah. And uh, I'd love to meet Florian. <laughs> Florian yeah. seems lovely. So Debbie gets drunk. Yep. And she's talking to Florian. She's like, oh, you're the only person who will listen to me. Then he walks off, which I thought was funny. He <laughs> gives her buckets of vomit because um, the carpet's expensive. And then she gets shoved into a taxi. and She's being helped in by Ruth. And she's just sort of muttering under her breath. And when you get in one of those usually horrible drunk old women who um, who you would refuse to let stroke your guide dog, and um, they'll say, oh, yeah, fuck off, you yeah, fucking God, bastard. Basically, basically the mut- mutley. The mutley. And she did that, <laughs> and I was so convinced by her. And, you know, she just she just grumbled and said, oh, you're my friend. And 
and gave her a right dirty look and that bit I just really liked. We cut to the costume room. Yeah. This is where it just goes into complete inappropriateness <laughs> in terms of any kind of political correctness or anything like that. So he introduces the characters and you've got Melrose, the party girl. You've got the Arab, the Oriental, the big black girl. <laughs> and then what's the name? Awesome Kong turned around and go, what the fuck you say? <laughs> He's like, these are just stereotypes. Like, yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. We need stereotypes. They're brilliant. <laughs> and Sam, he's obviously not for this. He doesn't like it. But then they have a fight. <laughs> the robot breaks and turns Spanish. And <laughs> all a bit stupid. Um, Sam quits. So there we go. Series over. Sam's hey. done. And luckily, Ruth chases after him. And she gives him a impassioned speech. another impassioned speech from Ruth. And saying it's all she has, and he's like, "Oh, that's just so fucking sad." <laughs> yeah, it but, is. Are they even getting paid at this point? I don't know. She gives him a pep talk anyway, and um, Sam sits down with Dash, and you know, admits that he's flawed and that he can't take criticism, and that he doesn't respond well to people giving him lines and stuff like that. He eats humble pie, and he said to him, you know, what, why did you hire me if you don't like my vision? If you don't like what I do, what's the point? And he's like, but your movies are hilarious. And he's like, they're not meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> they're not comedies. And then so there's a bit of a, a moment there. So Sam kind of says he'll do it if he agrees to make his film Mothers and Lovers. And it's a time travel thing about someone and the mom or something. I think, I think we'll find out more about that as the series progresses yeah. and you can kind of start putting the jigsaw pieces together that he's talking about Back to the Future, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. So he says, yeah, I'll make your movie, whatever. <laughs> Just doesn't care. And then we cut to the, what would you call it? Like Casting. Almost like the, the it's not casting, is it? It's like the kind of show reels almost yeah, of yeah. the characters. And we cut to Fortune Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, the worst kind of Chinese stereotype, and she talks about being a dragon. She's wearing like a the, the basically the triangular hats around the bamboo kind of things like a that they were, yeah, flattened cone, and then she's got samurai swords and shit like that, <laughs> and talking in a really bad Asian accent. And then we get introduced to Beirut, who's the Arab terrorist, and then it seems like is it too far? Is it too far? No, give her the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not happy about um, it. It's, oh, that's so predictable. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Scab, yep. who's just whatever. Melrose, who is playing herself, yep. I suppose. You know, Melanie Rose from the last episode, the one with the limo. Mm -hmm. The one who goes to the Van Halen parties, that one. Then there was Remember? Awesome Kong as the welfare queen. <laughs> the welfare queen, yeah. There was Sheila, who was just Sheila, the Wolfwoman. Dash was... I get it. And they seem happy with Sheila. Yeah, and Machu Picchu. <laughs> yes, with her lovely smile. Yeah, so Machu Picchu, who is just like a Mayan fortress, that was her gimmick. And then there's Junk Chain. Which is Junk Chain. <laughs> Cherry's gimmick. And then there's the Beatdown Biddies. The Beatdown like Biddies, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Britannica, who is the smartest woman in the world. I liked that bit. I knew you were going to say this. Why did you like it, Colin? Well, Explain to me. 
why you enjoyed Kate Nash wearing open lab coat with her underwear and glasses. Tell me, Colin, explain it to me. I, I didn't expect this from you at all. I just thought it was an excellent performance. <laughs> yes. Okay. Love, right, lovely young lady. <laughs> there we go. There he is. And then I had Liberty Bell. And I was just like, ah, oh, no, this isn't working. She's, she's like a real gold medalist, all-American hero. And uh, they're like, no, no. And then it's Debbie. Debbie's the new Liberty Bell. And then she, they're like, oh, what have you got for me as a character? Oh, we've got a great character for you. And it's just like, she's Vicky the Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get introduced to Ruth, the home wrecker. And then, you know, it's not working. Cliffhanger, who do you think you are? Ah, there we go. Boom. So we're still not introduced to Ruth's character yet. Awesome. I think you'll like it, Colin. Will I? Yes. And so, it's one of my favourite characters in anything. I look forward to meeting her. And not just because of a leotard. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I very much look forward to that. It was another very good show, and I don't think it has um, dropped off from the first couple of weeks, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to episode four. Excellent. So no stool charts. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. There will be a point, unfortunately. <laughs> well, there usually well, is. Yeah. Does it go consistently bad? To be honest, I think I think my main problem with it is it, it goes a bit social justice you know, in the last series. Really? They do too much characterization, which sounds bad, but it's not meant it's like it goes too too kind of serious if you know what I mean and just like you you have people being upset about traumas from their past and ugh, boring <laughs> <laughs> it's like give me Kuntar for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the quest is ongoing that's um three down 27 to go we're 10% of the way through I think Mark Maron's brilliant in it I think he's like one of the best characters yeah, so. yeah, he is. I like him. He's just impossible to take seriously, but <laughs> that's, but he takes himself very seriously. But he takes Great. himself seriously. So, Good. what's new with um, you, John? What's new with me? I've just finished book twelve in my fantasy series. Woo! That was a difficult ride. So, don't recommend doing that. That's that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> but do you recommend people uh, reading it? Nah. I'll spoil my also books. I've told you this. I've got I've got some really good targeted also bots on Amazon, so you know I don't want it skewed by some WWE biography of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's one, isn't it? He's a character. Mick no, Foley. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I read his book, Mick Foley's. Yeah, the first one. It was all right. It's fine. It's a bit <laughs> in your face, I think. Oh, my ear fell off. Ugh. My legs have fallen off and got blew up in Japan. And well, don't oh, well. Maybe whose fault's that? Consider a career change. <laughs> That'll do then. We'll wrap it up. Cheerio. Bye.